0: Hi, everyone. My name is Ivy. And I'm Rihanna.
1: And we are the get.
0: The get! That was a good one. Oh, shit. That was
1: heavenly, actually. I felt like I was going to heaven. (laughs) Except it wasn't the singing, it was the trumpet. (laughs) It was like a trumpet. Exactly. The trumpet was, I was like, damn, did she have a trumpet in her throat? What is going on? everyone we're back um clearly if you don't if you haven't figured it out by now we're not on a regular schedule anymore we're just like out here trying to drop these episodes
0: <laughs> yeah as we do it as it you know moves in our spirit and more <laughs> yeah. more like when our work schedules allow exactly exactly um so on this
1: episode today we're going to be talking about friendship um in general and also interracial friendship friendship across difference
0: yeah That was like a lovely women's studies way to put it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so we're really excited to have this conversation, particularly uh, Roy Moore was defeated in Alabama, basically by black people. People keep saying like it was black women and black women were disproportionately represented, Uh, but it was black people who came through and like were like, uh, no. And there are just interesting, like there's interesting gender dynamics at play. Like Sheryl Sandberg was trying to take credit and say that women delivered yeah. the election. and thanks like, to
0: women. And it was like, eh, girl, I, I, a specific group of women. Right. Don't get it twisted. actually
1: white women literally voted for Roy Moore. Oh, more than half of them. <laughs> so yeah. a, a few white women and black people literally delivered <laughs> few, the election.
0: You're like a sprinkling of white women. <laughs> Let's be accurate. You know the coconut flakes on top of the chocolate sundae. <laughs> the few white women who voted for Roy Moore, just a couple out here. <laughs> uh,
1: and so I feel like there's like this increasing tension where like everybody is side-eyeing white people around the nation. <laughs> Um, And it's just making it And then we have to like figure out How do we like relate to each other Can we be friends, can we trust each other So there's just so much to say
0: Yeah I thought that something that was really Interesting about Roy Moore is it brought out A dynamic that I feel like is at Play in interracial friendships um, Particularly Between black women and white women which is this Whole like thank you black people For saving America and it was like "Uh, Ain't nobody out here trying to Save you also like America is us too, right? So right, we, right. Were, we were making moves to like save ourselves and the black voters in Alabama were making moves to like on behalf of, you know, people in their socioeconomic group, you know, a lot of them said like simply like character. <laughs> like they didn't want right. uh, a and man a who assault <laughs> women and is a bigot, and actually assaults children right. and is a bigot to be representing their state. Um, but this idea that like black people were here to save somebody, especially like save white people is something I actually see less so in the interracial friendships I have now or the friendships I have with white women now, but it's something that I remember feeling a lot in college, like Mm -hmm. this weight to like save a white person from their, you know, ignorant views about race or right, whatever right. and they would also expect me to do that right. so that like if i had an issue and didn't like thoroughly explain it to them it was like well uh how would i would ha- how would i have known right like it right. is like your duty and i was like Right. And then they feel
1: like that's like friendship. Like, you always explaining shit to them is like, oh, this is my friend Rihanna. When really, like, literally, that's not what friendship is. And, you know, the friendship doesn't go both ways or the the strength is not the same in both directions. Um, I think that's what characterizes interracial friendship or friendship with white women most strongly for me that it just doesn't feel like from both perspectives what's in the center of the friendship is viewed the same way. But we're going to get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. but I, we wanted to talk about friendship for, obviously there's all these interesting dynamics about friendship across, you know, races and differences and whatever. But I think also just because we're like a podcast of two best friends talking and people are constantly like, Oh, it's so nice. Like, I feel like you, I feel like we are your, we are their friends. You mm-hmm. are our, f- I don't know exactly what the articles would be, uh, <laughs> But <laughs> I
1: think if you are our
0: friends, yeah, yeah or like we're like inside we, a friendship.
1: Yeah, that's what a lot of people say,
0: or that it's like looking into a friendship. Um, which I've all, but we haven't actually talked, I think, on purpose about us being friends or like what friendship in general gives us. So mm-hmm. that's another reason it wasn't just to like bash white women. <laughs>
1: No. I mean, I had some things that I wanted to say, but <laughs> we could talk about other stuff, too, in this episode.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, Ivy, what does friendship mean to you? <laughs> you know, it's
1: funny. I feel like, you know, you, you're, you're being corny or whatever. I'm about to get, like, real serious <laughs> <in>. <laughs> and, like, reflect, reflective. I feel like, actually, friendship has been very fraught for me, like, throughout my life. I feel like... really um I've always like really desired to like have a best friend and I remember in elementary school like each year whoever my best friend was kind of changed and or I didn't have one I went to school with all white people and I was this tall skinny dark-skinned black girl who like didn't wear limited to or vans (gasps) or like got them really late I was just like super duper late on the like each train um and so I feel like I always um desire like deep close friendship and kind of always felt like it was lacking before, probably before high, late high school and college. I think then I started to have like better friendships, but I always, especially before college felt very different from everybody and not like truly accepted. So, um, (laughs) What? Why are you so laughing? So basic. at no. <laughs> <laughs> my lack of acceptance. hee. <laughs> no, it's because in outcast. my head. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, I told you this is. It was
0: too. because. What's happening? <laughs> it was because in my head I was like, she, uh, she, really wanted deep friendships and didn't have them until me.
1: Until. And so Rihanna. then I
0: was laughing because <laughs> I was making it all about me. I'm like, and then I came along, and I then mean, I was. <laughs>
1: It is that we, so Rihanna and I were, we were roommates in this pre orientation program at Yale. We weren't, we didn't share the room, right? I think we were in different rooms, but like we would have these like conversations, like for late and then, and literally we were friends for the rest of Yale since day one.
0: It Um, was really easy. Yeah. Like I look back and I don't remember not being your friend. I remember we were in the same suite. They split us up into big groups to go for like our first dinner and we went out to pizza and you and I were like standing outside of the the entryway of the dorm room we were in and we just started talking shit and then we just continued <laughs> to talk shit for the next
1: forever. Damn. I don't even remember that, but that sounds like completely accurate. <laughs> Wow. Well, yeah. Right. So I think maybe I was mean as hell beforehand yeah. and nobody wanted to be my friend. But. No,
0: you weren't mean. I remember we were talking about where we were from and you were like, I'm from Surprise. And I was like, what? And you're like, Surprise, Arizona. And I was like, that's not a you're like, no, it's a town. And I was like, OK. And then you proceeded to talk shit about the people you went to high school with and how happy you were to have left them behind that is 100 accurate i'm so sure that's right
1: and i was, I was so like ready to go i was like i can get down with this yo because everyone was so sad to leave high school and i was like cheesing on graduation day i was, I was like bye <laughs> bitches i'm going across the country i would never return <laughs> except for breaks where i had to come back anyway um yeah so that so friendship to me when i have like actual really good friends it's it's like feeling a desire in my heart that i've always had and sometimes i have a hard time like actually having a sustained connection and so post yale has been so hard cuz i feel like in college we had like had a crew i had you i had kwiku then we had like an extended group of like lovely black women friends and then lovely like black people and then there were other so i was like embedded in a community and then i left yale and it was just like dudes anybody give a fuck about what the hell is going on with me i mean these those people still do but anybody where i am and so when i think about friendship that's like what it's always like i feel like college was a time where i had the most fulfilling friendships and then before and since it's like oh i'm trying to like build these relationships with people and friendship after college is, is just it's hard to to do
0: yeah, making friends after is hard. Um I so in terms of like friendship and what it's meant over a lifetime, I feel like I've kind of had the opposite experience. I did have some like trouble making friends. Um it's cool. You were cooler than me. It's mine. No, I wasn't it's cool. There I was about to say there was a solid point, because I remember I had a, a best friend at the time, Stephanie, and we went to this summer camp and out of nowhere, I think I was messing with her or something, she just comes out, she's like, No one likes you <laughs> oh, And I was like no. Damn, She was like, Everyone asshole. thinks you're mean. Oh. And but I kinda was. I went through a period where I was like hundred percent a bitch. Um <laughs> so again, and- like we are mean and we like <laughs> To each other in so, college. So, yeah, so then after that I went through this phase where I like <laughs> tried to be super nice. And I think that's also part of the reason we connected because I do feel like I'm a deeply kind person, but it's you know, there's plenty of arsenic in my sweetness. <laughs> and so when we met, I was like, it's finally I don't it's have not to poison, like poison, like, damn. It's, it's not poison. It's little saltiness. But it's it's salt. spicy. I have a little sauce. Some spice, <laughs> some flavor. And the niceness. And so, but no, really my whole existence like sixth grade to like honestly meeting you it was like me sort of trying to be as vanilla as possible oh my god constantly no. like i i mean i am who i am so it like always popped out and i would always like say slick shit um <laughs> but for overall i just was like i just want to be nice like that's what mm-hmm. i want to be known as nice and so i think part of when we connected was you started talking shit and i was like oh i can not pretend to be this person with her and I got to be, like, fully salty and also <laughs> fully sweet because you're also a very sweet person. So, but that's an aside. Uh, so, like, the first half of my life, I basically had a crew that were, right. I'm still friends with, right, mm-hmm. that we went to uh, elementary school with. So we've been friends since, like, first grade. And those friendships are so different from any other friendships I have in my life because at this point we're just, like, family, mm-hmm. right? Um and for good and good and bad reasons and then um high school and then college i just have a tendency to like have like a friend or two that i spend all my time with mm-hmm. like that's just my mo um mm-hmm. but i'll have a lot of people that i'm friendly with or have a crew but i spend like 60 percent of my time with one person mm-hmm. right probably right. roughly um right. <laughs> that has just been the way I've operated and so for me uh it's not so much the feeling that you talked about like being lost or like leaving college and then be like does anyone care but it was sort of like leaving college and leaving grad school and being like who is my person now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like who is the person that like I eat meals with and do all those things with um and when I don't have that like one person I feel incredibly lonely Mhm. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, <laughs>
0: sorry. I'm like
1: <laughs> I'm like just <laughs> feeling sad about Why? it. Or like the idea of the because lo- I think the loneliness it's a, or it's something that I've been like trying to reckon with and like look at in my own life, I have lots of people that I love who love me. I like have lots of acquaintances, but I do miss, like, you know what? I knew that Rihanna and I would, like, see each other every day, right? Like, we would, like – and if I needed somebody to eat with or whatever, like, I could eat with you or, like, we would be at meetings together. You know, anything. And so I do feel like that loss post-college has been – um has been part of what what like why I feel lonely because I and I do find like that one person in a space or whatever that is like my person. I had that person in grad school, but then sometimes like something will happen, yeah, my, my friend had to like take a leave and and so and then also, I just feel like you know as you're trying to grow in your career, that's a very individual process. It's mm-hmm. not like college where we're all gonna be there for four years and we're all kind of taking classes and understands like kind of right. what's going on like now we're all on separate paths so people your person may not even understand like what you're dealing with in the same way totally so the that
0: loneliness is um difficult to navigate yeah it's hard and the funny thing is that like I feel that long I wouldn't say I feel it more acutely since I've gotten married Mm. or even since Nigel and yeah kind of since I've gotten married so Nigel and I, the year before we got married, we lived in a house with two other people, and they were both great. I became really good friends with one of my housemates who I didn't know before, Emily, but the other housemate was my friend, Anna, who basically is like one of my closest friends. And having her and Nigel in the house was, like, the best of both worlds. Like, I'd go hang out with Nigel, and then Anna was there to, like, talk to me about, like, love and hip-hop and do all the shit that Nigel didn't want (laughs) to do. And I had constantly, like... Until we moved out here, I had never lived without, like, a woman friend like that Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, And that was, like, tough, because Nigel is obviously... He is my person, but we are very different. And so Mm -hmm. Nigel doesn't need nearly as much interaction as I do. (laughs) So it's hard having a person who's like, "Uh, could you stop talking now? (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't need to talk to another human being literally for days. Wow. So if you could just like not talk to me for like eight hours, I appreciate it, boo. (laughs) And like, I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) I mean, I want the same thing from time to time. But then right. I don't be getting, I just be like, leave me, <laughs> but when he does it, I'm like, <laughs> um, right. so friendship has taking on like a new meaning for me since. And it's something that like, I realize that I very much need to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, because I tried the whole like your husband is your whole world thing and it don't work for me Yeah, (laughs) maybe it works for other people but it don't work for me and so recognizing that like I do need those friendships um, and trying to seek them out uh, in a different like you said in a different space where everyone sort of has different goals and like Mm -hmm. trying to like figure out what it's like to have a person who you can't see every day is really hard Mm -hmm.
1: right Um, now you see it, girl, this ain't sitting real good in my soul. Everywhere this little girl goes, she pick up another obstacle. Uh, she was my heart. I don't know the tribe or the fall, but by default, she don't think of me. I thought she was an Indian. She be slangin'
0: So like, right. of all of these close friends, like, what have they, like, look like for you? What do they look like um, right now? I guess. Or over time? Well, leave high school because you didn't like none of them fuckers. Um, no. <laughs> and then, like, what is their makeup? Are they all beautiful and brown like me? <laughs> now they are. <laughs> now,
1: now literally all my close friends are women, like, black women. Um and before again like I said like I guess I don't feel like I had like a ton of super close friends but I feel like I had more white friends and yeah definitely more white friends like earlier in life and just as I've gotten older with the changing like political climate and just like lots of examples of like untrustworthiness or like a lack of solidarity um, or lack of baseline understanding or care about like how our experiences are different, it's just been difficult to, like, make friends, like, across different... So now, like, my closest friends definitely are literally all black. Um, And I remember in college, all my friends, most of my friends are black. I worked at the Afro-American Cultural Center. All my extracurriculars were, like, black stuff. And so I was like, fuck, this is going to be a problem. So sophomore year, I, like, tried to join some other club so I could meet some white people. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh Kwaku was like one of my closest friends and he knew a lot of white people so I was like let me join an organization that Kwaku's in with lots of white people but it was like YERA this like international relations oh, yeah. association, which I'm not interested in international relations and those people were kind of known to be like douchebags basically so I like did some conference or something and it was horrible and I was like okay I guess I don't need to be friends with white people <laughs> um, and I stopped from there <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, and so I mean obviously it would have been better to kind of like figure out what my own interest is and join something else but um, uh, yeah I, I think I my my field is very is like not super diverse so there's lots of um, white people in my field and I am like friendly with other people like white people. Um but in terms of like actually feeling like we're friends, it just it just doesn't feel like something that is super desirable or useful. Like my black girlfriends, like we can talk about like the issues that we're facing. Like when people yes. undermine us at work or um when people like expect us to do everything for them and we don't get any credit or whatever, like dating as a black woman. Um, And so the friendship is super useful for social support. But honestly, literally like, like white women are just not helpful. And then sometimes there's like these um, this like cost of like explaining or dealing with stuff or microaggressions, macroaggressions, whatever. Um, And so it's there's like kind of little incentive to do yeah. so even though it, it is important now I do yeah. like have some white people that I like but I do have white friends
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> more friendly with some I, white people I guess I like you're like a white person like I do have, have, a, white have friend, a black friend I promise friend. <laughs> like I see
1: her every time at the grocery store and
0: we say hi to each other <laughs> yeah I mean I feel you because I don't know and I wonder if it's part of age because I still like I'm trying to think a a few of my close friends are white women still Mm -hmm. Um, but I do feel like The bar to become a friend of mine, if you are white, has like raised (laughs) since I was younger. When I was in high school, you know how people be like, "Captain, save a hoe." Well, I was Captain, save a racist. Like I was always trying to make friends with like every single white person, no matter like what they did or how they, because I was like, no, like if you just know me, like (laughs) no. Um, Until one of the guys who I was trying to be friends with save called me a nigger to my face. Oh, my God. And then I, like, told him about himself later. I think he apologized, but then I found out he was saying, calling people niggers, just, like, not in people of color's face because my friend, big (laughs) up to my friend Manny, body checked him in basketball practice. (laughs) And then he learned not to say that in in public (laughs) anymore. But then, uh, so... I remember coming out of high school, and there we've talked about it before, but all the stuff that came out when I got into Yale. When I got into Yale, uh, it was all like you just got in because you're black and what were... I remember another one another Captain Sava fucking racist. Um, Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be my friend and he stood in front of this like bench in the center of our high school with a crowd of people and was like, what was your SAT score? Tell me what your SAT score was after I got into Yale because some girl, she got a perfect score and she didn't get in. And if you got in, Rihanna, I could have got in. And to which point I was like, fuck you. And like walked away. But I was hurt underneath because I thought that was my friend, right? And I knew he had some, like, racist viewpoints. So I was like, no, 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 like, we can get around it. And so I came out of high school being like, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, And I, since then, I feel like I haven't looked back. But mm-hmm. I have had some of those similar feelings, like, trying to get into close relationships with some white women, especially now when like feminism is like such a a thing and mm-hmm. everyone wants to be a feminist. There's this, I feel like this intense idea that there's like sisterhood between all women, mm-hmm. but it just feels like I can only, in so many of those conversations, I can only bring in like a certain part of myself, mm-hmm. right? But the moment I like start talking about like race You know, there's these awkward silences, and it's like, oh. And I, you know, and I just, I'm just not interested in that. Like, I'm too old, and life is too short to be like having these like friendships where I can only say things that like mesh with their view of the world. Right? Like, I just remember saying, okay, so I was at this birthday dinner when I was at Oxford, and everyone was going around like saying their, They're playing this game where you have to like people get to ask you questions because it's your birthday and then everyone you answer and then everyone else answers. So someone else's birthday. Someone asks, what's your greatest fear? So I'm like the I'm one of two black people at the table um, and possibly the only person that didn't come from like an upper middle class background. Um, And people are going around the table and they're like snakes. Spiders, the boogeyman, what you were afraid of as a kid, and I was like gang violence, right? And I didn't. I whispered it to my homie Annie, who's a white woman, and she was like, she we like laughed, but we both knew that like I could not say that out loud, or everyone would be like, oh,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah,
0: right. And I was just like, (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore right, right. like i don't want to be in these places and have to pretend like i have been on more than like three fucking hikes in my life <laughs> My family didn't fucking go hiking bro like i don't know what to tell you right or no, like know. you know like well when we we all used to like pile in the rv and like go on the turkey trot on thanksgiving <laughs> fuck no what fucking turkey, tr- no I fucking turkey heard trot? i literally heard of this for I the lived.
1: first time this year <laughs> people at my church emailed about going for a run on the in the morning on thanksgiving and i was like but why, <laughs> but, why? <laughs> but why aren't you gonna just eat like like also don't you need to be co- you need to be cooking <laughs> what are right. you even talking about why are you going for a run
0: <laughs> what exactly or like oh they're like oh well when i was a kid i used to just like go running with my dad and that's how we built our relationship first of all my dad wasn't around <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right it's like but like yeah all, and it's just like, like that's like, not a can't... thing that like there was no green space to go run like that's not but i yes. just was so by the end of oxford i was just so exhausted of trying to like build friendships where it was like my view of the world or my experiences were always the other mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but and there was this unspoken expectation that I would understand where they were coming from, right And not only understand, but be able to like go back and forth with stories. right. And when I pointed out like, hey, not everyone went hiking or like, hey, not everyone's parents are coming over to another country to visit them, right. Right. Um, that it was it was just always taken as like that's like a drag.
1: Yeah, Like, yeah. why are you, you to about those things? you don't want your experience to be a drag in a relationship or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, what is... I, yeah, I think that that is exactly it. Like, it just feels like you can't be fully yourself or fully honest. And so, but then, and there are options of people f- with whom you can be yourself and fully honest and actually, like, be seen. Even, like, we have different backgrounds, right? I'm an mm-hmm. immigrant, like, so on and so forth. Like, we have different backgrounds, but... When you tell me about your experience, I'm not just like, oh, my God, could you, like, just talk about eating immigrant food or, <laughs> you know, like, um, no one would ever do that.
0: <laughs> I only ate jollof as a child. Yeah, what the hell are you talking so about? Like, collard could... greens. What yeah. Are... <laughs> if you could uh, not do that. Um, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, But, like, I look back and, like, I still have homegirls, like, close homegirls who got me through tough times and they are absolutely white absolutely like would cut a bitch for them they are 100% white like no filler Um,
1: Uh, no spice no (laughs) um
0: I'm thinking of my friend bless her Annabelle she's the best Um, but she does not like spicy food um (laughs) But that's like but literally I... a
1: serious barrier. Can we talk about it just for a quick second? I like to do these lugs and I always make jalap. <laughs> and I literally always have to warn all the white people, like, okay, guys, like there's like a little kick at the end (laughs) like you're gonna be okay but like it's a surprise like you don't taste it at first and they're like oh my god like people literally like oh my god thank you so much for the warning like that was really spicy
0: (laughs) yeah um i I (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's it can be uh i haven't found the spice to be a barrier so much as the like low-key like terror i have when i'm going over a white friend's house to eat for the first time (laughs) Or wondering like whether there will be meat
1: or like we have to eat gluten-free shit,
0: <laughs> or like how many vegetables am I gonna have to eat that I've literally never heard of? Like how many times will someone give me a square of dark chocolate as a dessert, and I'm gonna want to <laughs> flip the table over? <laughs>
1: Like, oh my god! Or like everyone having to bring wine. Like I went to somebody's house and like I didn't bring shit. <laughs> my presence, my presence is a present. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like all these other people came in with wine. I was like,
0: damn! Now I look like an asshole. Like what's going on? Right? Um, or will I have to eat again? <laughs> well I have to eat before, or after for these small ass portions that they're giving me? And then right. and then I have to pretend to not be hungry because they're like, <laughs> here are your four Brussels sprouts and your quarter of a chicken breast and your like glass of wine aren't you satisfied and I'm like I'm hungry I'm so (laughs) hungry (laughs) I was over uh, bless their hearts I was over (laughs) some friends and they're, they're lovely like really lovely people and they're white and they were ordering food for us and Nigel was like um, I was like Nigel you should eat before we go and he was like no they're ordering food like it's gonna be fine I was like they are not gonna order what you and I will order like and he was like nah nah so he went and sure enough each of us got a bowl of food and then the food was gone <laughs> and I was like well I guess a bitch don't really need to be eating this much. <laughs> I and guess I I'm. I like, guess I'm done for the night. <laughs> yeah, and so, so there. <laughs> so those are the things that like worry worry me um but Various i do
1: interracial friendship like please have more food when you literally of color please, over
0: <laughs> please or you know especially if it's like a group full of white women like will i also have to pretend to be trying to watch my carbs oh my god i know <laughs> it's literally the worst and
1: everyone's like, oh my god i'm so fat and they're literally like 100 pounds and i'm like ma'am I have (laughs) 75 pounds on you like you gotta stop you gotta stop talking
0: about this especially like I the we the year after I've gotten married I've just been like fuck it I've been eating whatever it's been my year of like becoming fat and it has been amazing (laughs) and so especially now when like all the boundaries that I had I smashed them anyway but now I have to be here pretending like I'm also on fucking keto what the fuck is a keto right or, nice. you know, I also only eat raw. Also, <laughs> white people, the white women I know love raw vegetables. They always be like, you want a snack? I cut up some peppers and here's some hummus. <laughs> and, like- and just like munching on carrots. And I'm like,
1: just dry though, no hummus. I'm like, can a bitch get some fucking hummus? Why are you just eating a, like you didn't boil the carrots all hard? And then you gotta like use your inside teeth to eat it. <laughs> i can't i can't i can't can't.
0: i'm like (laughs) so so i mean you know so then i'm like feeling like the the unhealthy (laughs) asshole who's like god damn it i think i have some chips in my book right
1: like can we go for thai food i would like fried rice
0: i would like dumplings i would like a thai iced tea on the side (laughs) It's so real. So like those things exist. Actually, my homegirl, Anna, bless up. Anna is on the same page as me. Um, But yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so these are... (laughs) or, or, Or my favorite barrier to white people, person of color friendship is talking about illegal things that you all have done. Oh my or god. Or trying to get you to do illegal things. Oh my things. god, I'm like,
1: I actually can't join you. I actually have a future that I'm trying to preserve. <laughs> I will not smoke weed next to the police station, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> exactly. Like, we need to be in the basement, like, with <laughs> like, windows oh closed. Like, yep. blackout And curtains. then, like, I need mustard seeds or whatever counteracts that shit. Like, I need it immediately.
0: <laughs> so... So, yeah, but all of those things like exist and I feel like they exist no matter how woke you are or the white person is. And so (laughs) for me, the like the defining factor of whether or not I have become close friends with white women um, has been like, can you take my experience and treat it normally? yeah right Right? like can you just like i remember one of the best interracial this should go in the interracial friendship moments hall of fame (laughs) hall of fucking fame first of all annie fucking mvp annie is literally one of the best humans i've ever met interracial hall of fame i was in oxford i was feeling so lonely Mm -hmm. so lonely and I was so tired fucking talking about Taylor Swift and hiking and I just like (laughs) needed to like remember something black and so I had the movie ATL because Nigel had given to me for Christmas it's like one of my favorite movies and if anyone's ever seen ATL it is T.I.'s feature film debut okay it is a a masterpiece it is a masterpiece of coming of age blackness in Atlanta it's great and so I invited Annie to watch it and girl I was so shook I was like if she ruins this movie for me I don't know if we can come back Like, if she's just like, why are they uh, (laughs) roller skating or like anything? I was like, I won't be able to. Annie watched the whole movie. She loved it. And she turns to me and she's like, that was great. It's just like a, I just really, just really was into it. And it wasn't like not because it was like black. She just thought it was a really good movie and like a really good like teenage film. And I was like, Annie, I love you forever. And she, but she just made me feel like a person.
1: Right. Right. You know, my,
0: like... Right. <clears throat> I feel like
1: my favorite white people, like, same... Like, if I can, like, talk about white people to you... Yes. ...then, like, we're good, you know? Because everybody knows. Like, white people are out here <laughs> wiling on the regular. And, like, white people at work are wiling. And so if we can, like, talk and that, like, I have... And then, like, the signal... Anyway, maybe I shouldn't give away the signal because then, like, not down white people will be perpetrating like they're down. So this is <laughs> This is dangerous information that I'm going to let out. But I feel like if you're like, you know what, this white person did X, Y, and Z, and that was like crazy, like, I feel like I am like, ah, interesting, interesting analysis, interesting analysis. <laughs> and that's like a positive sign. Um, and my best white friend from grad school, Ariana, shout out to you, would just like In lab meetings, she... Like, somebody would say something, like, problematic or they were clearly, like, ignoring, like, race and then... And she and she would raise it, and I was always just so fucking grateful because I yes. didn't have to be the black person that was like, "Hey, you're not considering race. Are these? You're you're saying people, but you all your participants are white. You're saying yes. people like hate black people or whatever, but everybody was white, so like it's really white people hate black people. Can you say it after me? You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, but she would say it instead of me, and I just always really appreciated that. Um, and yeah. so, so that's like so that kind of thing. When you know that like somebody has your back, that's what a true friend is. Uh, yeah. But if it's just like you take the like friend takes and takes and takes and like, it that's that's not true friendship, to be honest. Um, yeah.
0: No, it, exactly, <laughs> it's not. And I think the other thing for me that always sort of set it aside is that like, or like, makes white people stand out to me when I'm thinking about friends or trying to build a friendship is when I see them, like, say something, even though they're uncomfortable. And to me, like, you don't have to be a perfect... Right. I don't love the word ally, but you don't have to know exactly what to say. You can stumble right. through it. But when I see growth, like... You're right. Uh, my girl Kylie, like, she would always stand up and say something, but, like, now she'll tell me stories, like, she's in med school, and people will say wild wow, racist shit, and Kylie will be the one that's like... <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. And I'm right. blessed up because you have made that space that much more comfortable for like the ten black people in that room. Right. And right. And like do doing it. that work is so important. Hundred um, percent. But it's also this year is also actually the first, at least to my knowledge, the first time I've made like a a close white friend black, or no, a close white friend. I, want to say male or female or woman or ma? well whatever uh but anyway she's like a working class white woman and I had never experienced that like all of my I feel like all of my white friends tend to have come from like a higher socioeconomic class than me mm. <clears throat> but she probably came from same or lower and that has mm-hmm. been like a really cool like interesting experience um yeah. because we there's obviously like the difference of race, but I vibe with her on so many things, Mm -hmm. right? And so we can talk about like having to work multiple jobs or whatever. And that has been, and also seeing like how being, you know, working class has influenced like her experience of whiteness has been really interesting. I didn't realize, I guess, until I was friends with her, how many of my friendships with white women were not just, like, crossing race. It was, like, crossing class and, like, crossing geographies. Like, there were all of these things, yeah, actually, <clears throat> that I would just, like, chalk up to whiteness, but really weren't all whiteness. You're right. There was a classed... Thing like yeah because two. she ain't never been hiking either.
1: <laughs> you know so like have chips
0: in her bag or whatever yeah she, she got hot sauce in her bag
1: swag uh, right 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 you know that's so interesting because like there was a girl in my grad program and she was from a lower class background and we actually had conflict over it because oh. in the lab like we talked about race a lot and we didn't talk about class as much and she wants to talk about class more and it's like okay yes yeah, sh- that's great like please bring it up and she was like well i want points in the conversations about race because what? i have a i'm poor and we were like but oh, there's actually no points ma'am <laughs> like, we're all suffering uh, <laughs> right like what so and we like and then she perceived me to be and at this point in my life like upper middle class or whatever and so she felt like but I was still buying shoes at Payless or whatever anyway it doesn't so she perceived me to be like uh making fun of her because of her class it was just it was so we I actually did not like we did not have solidarity there when Mm -hmm. there could have been solidarity it was like unfortunate so I don't know if it's because I didn't share her class background and so we did still have two um differences race and uh, race and class um or what but um i'm glad it to also hear that seemed, like you sorry yeah no it seemed
0: ahead. like to be a bit of from her in like subbing of like an oppression like there's just like a space and it's like plug in your oppression right exactly. and like it is equal and you're like no no yeah. not that one is worse than the no but they're just different but they're they different, different right yeah. and there's no such thing as point like what yeah the that
1: yeah girl anyway Mm-hmm okay challenge leave your phone unlocked and right side up walk out the room without throwing your bitch off balance it's either on or off ain't no in between when it's valid I seem to want to talk more and more about what really matters I've seen my aura hop out my torso and head or backwards flip watching you skip down my corridor fuck a ballot. don't need shit on the side no more I just know fuck a salad I often have awesome thoughts of tossing this softer
0: palette so when we oh f- I did want to ask you like what about other friendships across differences cause we talked about like black and white Right. but i'm trying to think of like friendships where i'm the one with the privilege yeah right well, so my like my friend with- from
1: grad school is a lesbian mm-hmm. so on that dimension i have that privilege and that has definitely been interesting probably my closest friend who was who isn't straight i think that i think i can definitely say that at least we definitely had the most contact um and kind of like wrestled with issues the most um And I just appreciated, I felt like we both, like, respected each other's struggle and difference, Mm -hmm. Um, and she, I mean, I think she probably did a better job of showing up around racial issues than I did around uh, sexual orientation issues, but I did try as well, and, like, I I, like, being friends with her, like, helped me figure out how to be like in solidarity because i think sometimes race dominates these qu- these conversations yeah. so much that uh it's important to have a reminder that like hey um you know i, I even though i'm a black woman in america right. like i have privileges um along these dimensions
0: yeah um, i'm trying to think i definitely have friends who are queer but i can't say any of my like closest friends right now are mm-hmm. queer some no, that's that's a fucking lie. <laughs> Damn. No, uh, one of my closest friends is queer. She's a she's black. She's lesbian. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and but so I what do. Has
0: been the experience there. I mean, we've I've known her since we were kids, and honestly, like, this sounds like so. Like, I don't see color. Obviously, <laughs> I know about sexual orientation, and like. We'll talk about it and like talk about her relationships and stuff, but it doesn't, it definitely, well, I wouldn't say it doesn't register. It's just like, that's how I've always known her, you mm-hmm. know, if I'm right. if it, like, I don't, I've never really known her differently. Right. So it's just like part of who she is. And it's fine. You know, I know. So it doesn't like it registers, but it's not like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm making sense.
1: No, it makes sense. It's like yeah. I mean, you guys are old friends,
0: right? So yeah, like
1: entered and I don't know when she like sort of came out or. You I know, mean, she came out a little different
0: when we were like in high school, but it was also <laughs> kind of like we kind of knew, and mm-hmm. it's just like I just haven't known her any other way. So she's mm-hmm. just like she's just Kelly to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right, and her queerness is obviously part of that, but. It's never, I guess, like registered as an axis in our friendship, but she probably feels differently, Mm -hmm, right? right. I'm also talking as a person with privilege, so she probably is also like, probably it probably feels different, and for her on her end, right? Um, right, right. But like the majority of my close friends who I like talk to on a regular basis are straight, right? Other Um, straight black women, yeah, Yeah. straight black women, straight white women. I Mm -hmm. with the difference that I actually since moving to detroit experienced a lot is actually is um like religion i have Mm -hmm. way more muslim women friends than i ever did before Mm -hmm. um and some are hijabi some Mm -hmm. are not um and that has been like a really like actually just like a really great experience uh I guess learning, but also just seeing, like you said, race takes up so much space in these conversations. So just, like, seeing a different different experience. And a a lot of them are first or second generation, so their families immigrated Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, or they immigrated. um, And so it's just, like, I've just learned so much that I didn't even know that I didn't know. Right, right, right. You know, know and and seeing that solidarity with them, um, has been really great. And honestly, I feel like, yeah, we don't have the same religious touch points, but I don't know if this is just like people, our age or whatever, but we have a lot of the same like pop culture touch points. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have sort of the same touch points when it comes to feeling other because of, because of like race or, yeah. Yeah. not not visible nationality, identity, but yeah, yeah visible identity yeah yeah I think
1: another uh difference that I've been like thinking lots about recently is difference across like body weight and size mm-hmm. um I've generally been slimmer I'm like curvy or whatever um as a black woman but generally can wear straight sizes I've been like gaining weight over the last few years and so and we talked about this on our body episode like Mm -hmm. um I've like over the same period I've had more exposure to like body acceptance and body positivity and just the like fat phobia and how like profound and like fucked up it is and so I think I and I have more friends now who are heavier than me much heavier than me and so I read some of their statuses and things like that and so that's something else that I like I feel like I've been like trying to think through recently like okay I'm gaining weight part of that is just like I'm becoming an adult woman instead of a teenager yeah (laughs) um part of that is like maybe other things uh I feel this pressure to like try and drop this weight but like what is that about like how do I Mm -hmm. like interrogate that um and then like and then as I have these friendships that I honestly feel like I have it. I feel like it feels clear about how to I and actually. Sorry. OK, I was going to say it feels clear with like my LGBTQ friends, like how to like be an ally and stand up. I try and like post it about how it's wrong. Uh, homophobia is wrong and all this. I don't think I speak up that much about fat phobia. I certainly don't feel like I call it up, out you know, as I, I, I mean, on occasion, but not in the same way. And so, I don't know if that means I've ex- I accept it more. Pro- maybe that's what it means. But I think that's like um, a, an axis of difference that I am still trying to like uh, deprogram for myself yeah. because it's so self-relevant, right? Like being gay is not at all generally for me self very self-relevant. It's like mm-hmm. these other people have these identities, and I am standing with them. Whereas, weight, like. Mine is fluctuating. I could like first, like we were just talking about earlier, like amongst white women, I am like humongous. <laughs> Some yeah. white women, not all, but like, right? Some white women, I'm just like, you know, no one would ever want to be this weight. Um, and then amongst other people, like I am very small and not large at all. And so since the categories are more fluid and more contested, it feels like Um, harder to figure out like okay well where do I stand and how can I be like an ally and supportive and um, how do I like think about my own body in relation to these things so that's something I would like to kind of keep
0: yeah it's so interesting that you brought that up because I feel like I have spent most of my life being the fat friend Mm. Um, not but so I've always also been in like a bit of a I'm gonna use like a PhD re- or a liminal space. Yes, liminal uh, space. So, <laughs> I've always been like on the higher end of straight sizes, or on the lower end of plus sizes. There, mm-hmm. I went through a period where I was like just a fucking straight size, right? Um, in my like early twenties, um, but I ain't seen them days. <laughs> <laughs> In a long time. Um, And I remember I used to feel, I mean, I still do feel conflicted about it sometimes. Like when I was younger, I used to definitely feel a lot more out of place. Um, And even when I was like at my smallest, I still felt like the fat friend often, Mm -hmm. even though I was like a size, one point I was like a size six, size eight. Mm -hmm. Um, And so obviously like very small Um, but like when I was at Oxford I felt huge all of my close friends were white women and they tended to be quite small Mm -hmm. Um, and now I'm probably I'm definitely the heaviest I've ever been Um, and it's also like I also recognize that like in a lot of spaces especially with mostly women of color I'm not like the fat girl it's right. like the way that I'm built is like very I am like compact yeah. <laughs> like I've never just had like you know rolls or like just I've always been like so I'm like I like weigh a lot I'm like an overstuffed suitcase you know like it's wow. like a set <laughs> But you can like fill it up and it gets heavier and heavier. Yeah. And you like pick it up. And you're like, what? Yeah. All right, um, right. So, but it's something that I think about. Like, I don't love. Like, I wish I had more fat friends, right? And we could like trade mm-hmm. um, clothes, clothes, or like ideas of where to shop. But like, I don't shop places where like my friends shop. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I just don't. And so, like, I had a friend the other day. I really liked her jeans. And she was like, oh, I got them on Maywell." So I go on Maywell, and I'm oh, like... Oh, no. Like, three <laughs> seconds. I'm like, okay, well, no, this man. is not for me. And I wasn't hurt, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't her fault. But there's definitely, like, a gulf and there's so many body image issues, like, spoken and unspoken about amongst women. Yeah. That, like, it just feels... Like a minefield, especially like now, like I said, I'm the heaviest I've ever been, but I'm also like the happiest probably I've ever been and the most comfortable in my own body. Mm -hmm. So that's also like off-putting because I think people on some level are, think that like if you're going to be heavier than them, like you are going to be like apologetic about it or be like, oh, I'm always like, I'm always eating lettuce because like, I I just want to get to the skinny woman inside of me. (laughs) And I'm like... I don't give a fuck. Give me a donut. Right. You know, and, like, I'm making some changes, like, because I want it to be healthier, but I don't, I'm not, like, ashamed of the way that I look. Right. Right. Like, and I don't feel like I need to hide in all this. So I also feel like that also tips the scales a bit when, like, people, you know, like, we go out to a restaurant and people are ordering, like, I'll just take an appetizer or, like, mm-hmm. I'll just... Which could be a lot of food sometimes, but like, or I'll just like get a various salad and like they expect you to possibly lead that charge mm-hmm. or at least to take part in it. And you're just like,
1: I would like the burger with fries. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or like, <laughs> I'll I'll eat a salad, but I, would you know, but like, right. who knows? I'll eat whatever I feel like. Right. um, Or when you talk openly about like being fat, like I'll refer to myself as fat. I don't have a problem with it. But like my skinny friends like, oh.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm
0: like I'm like I'm not sad about it. I'm right. still fly as fuck. I'm still right. super fine. Right. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't even say still. I am super fine. I am fly as fuck. Like Right. Right. Um but so that's also just a conversation that like is very hard to bridge. Um so
1: yeah, what like do you even want to have the conversation across like with your slimmer friends or you said like, you just kind of want more
0: like, I just want more more fat friends. Yeah. Honestly, like that are like happy in themselves and Mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, and I'm here for a conversation with slim friends, but I don't want it to be a conversation about how shitty we all feel about our bodies. Yeah. Right. You know, like there is a space and time for that. And I think we all sometimes feel like really shitty or, you know, find out things, especially as we're getting older, that like, like all of a sudden, I can't tell if it's because I'm older, I'm heavier, but like stairs, I'm like, oof. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know. Um, But I don't, but I don't want that to be the only sort of thing we talk about. And I just, I don't want to, I would be happy to have that conversation as long as it didn't get to a point where, like, we talk about my body and it's just, like, a silence.
1: Mm-hmm, right. Because everyone's,
0: exactly. like, doesn't want to discuss it because, like, maybe they'll hurt my feelings.
1: Right, right,
0: right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's the... I feel like that's one area of, like, difference or identity that I'm... that feels different than all the other ways that I could be different from a person that is my friend um, because of, like, eternalized shit and... Um, all the rest of it. So, anyway.
0: What about men? We've only talked about women. But, like, I, in addition, we've talked about sort of, like, white people. But I f- am finding it harder and harder to be friends with men. Same. Um I think, one, because I feel like I don't run across as many men as I did in college, right, mm-hmm. that you can sort of make friends with. And I feel like it's easier, actually, now that I'm married because... It's really fucked up, but I think in a lot of dudes' minds, it's like, oh, I don't even have to consider her as, like, a sexual (laughs) possibility or anything. Like, she's off the market, so it's a lot easier. When Nigel and I were just dating and I didn't have a ring, and even when I was engaged but not married, it felt, like, much more treacherous. It felt like it was constantly sort of like, are you available? And so I would start being friends with someone. They would find I was in a relationship, and then they wouldn't want to be friends with me anymore. Dumb. And I was right. like, "Ugh, gross. Right. But I also feel like uh, I'm just like in the space of my life where I'm generally like men are trash. <laughs> and so I don't I'm just like, unless you are really going to be standing up against all this misogynistic fuckery or misogynoir, like I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear your opinion on Amigo's song. I'm good. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. like there are many ways I can find out what you think. <laughs> I don't need it to be you personally. In my face
1: in real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. yeah. I feel like in college, college was like the heyday of male friends. Um I had a lot. I really valued those friendships. I learned a lot, honestly. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is game. Like <laughs> this is like how y'all are doing, people out here. Like, okay, now I know. And I it it has become harder. Um And partially, I'm in a field where it's more female-dominated. And then I guess, yeah, people kind of... I guess I just feel like I don't see a lot of men actually seeking women out for friends. Like, valuing what we have to offer and thinking that we're cool as hell. And then, like, being like, let's hang out. I guess because um, it can be construed as, like... um, What's it called? Uh, As, like, romantic interest. Um but I, I feel like a lot of men could use more female friends that they actually respect and um, value like they, I feel like that's like one of the main things many men are lacking in their lives. Um, but, There there doesn't seem to be the desire. And then because of their approach or attitudes towards women, I definitely don't want to be friends with them. Again, it's the same kind of thing with white women. Like, what am I going to get out of this? In college, I got, like, the perspective of men and, like, some shit that I didn't know before. But now I've seen it all. I'm dealing with them on my own. And so, uh, like, and and so many really struggle with the ability to, like, do social support. Um, oh or or emotional labor yeah yeah any kind of emotional labor so then if you're friends with them you're just kind of like doing a bunch for them and so it's like okay well i i could just not do that for you and then like save my time and energy for people who like will reciprocate anyway um so yeah I, i i just feel like um i feel like i i missed having i miss having like really close guy friends. Um, but I know exactly why I don't have more of them. <laughs> I see you feeling yourself, just I'm feeling myself Because you're feeling unstoppable I'm standing all by myself and grabbing all of my belt tickets, so I look across the room I see you standing alone, I know you wanted to bone Your ladies talking and blocking, though I see a couple of hoes, they hopping out at my shows But they just go where it's popping, though I see a couple of those, well I can't be uh, A couple of the bottles are spending me don't know
0: I did want to end with I think we should tell each other our favorite things about the other person. Oh <laughs> because we are friends, Ivy. Yes, we are. What do you do you want me to start? Do you want to start? I can I can start. okay. Oh, there's so many things I like about you. Uh, If I had to pick one, well, okay, I'm going to pick two because I'm going to cheat. One, you're one of the fucking funniest people I know, (laughs) like hands down. Um, And I cannot remember other than like when we've had like occasional, like very serious conversations. But even then, I cannot remember one conversation I've had with you when I haven't been laughing. (laughs) Even like when we start off crying, one of us usually says something really stupid <laughs> and we end up laughing. <laughs> laughing through it. our tears. Yes, yeah. I've there been many times we're like, <laughs> as I'm crying, like, right. um, but then I think you just have this like really, you're really empathetic and have a really big heart, but don't sugarcoat. So you have this like really, abil- an ability I haven't seen anyone else to be like very direct, but in a very loving way. And there's literally, you're just such a good friend. There's not a thing that you go through in life or a moment in life that is so hard that you don't continue to look out for people that you care about. Um, (laughs) You're going to make me cry. (laughs) I'm about to cry. Like I can think of like, you were really struggling in grad school, but then when I was really struggling, you were always there for me. And like, you always make time for people no matter like, what is going on and you still like think about them and pray for them and it's just really, you're just really great. (laughs) Thank you, Rihanna. Oh my God. I'm not gonna cry. We're fine.
1: What's that song? I'm not gonna cry. Anyway, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: Mary J. Blige song from (laughs) Waiting to Exhale" about her cheating husband. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you make me a trifling husband. It's who in you, fact left her, her the character. <laughs> it was for Angela Bass's character and her husband left her for a white <laughs> and then she goes in and slaps her in the middle <laughs> yeah.
1: there's something related to like friendships with white women in here
0: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that scene. she went in and slapped
1: the dog shit out of it oh my god All right, see this is exactly what we do right we're all crying <laughs> then I'm like I know what I'll do ruin the moment yeah. <laughs> Um okay I f- I mean I that's literally humor is the first your sense of humor is the first thing I <laughs> that came to mind too uh, cuz I just appreciate like your my my friendship with you brings me joy and comfort um like solace like I just feel like oh I can trust that like people are good and like like there are like you're also okay so humor and like just the way that our friendship makes me feel is my favorite thing about you and just being able to talk to you about anything and then honestly your intellect like you're so incisive and wise um and wise in like a like pop culture like current millennial situation but also <laughs> I'm, but you be saying stuff during the podcast and I'm like duh that is so deep Nobody- was ready for this like what is happening <laughs> and you say it all quiet and I'm like wait that was like fire what's going on here somebody write this shit down for a book what is going on um and I just love that at Yale you just like slayed literally day in and day out and so I was like damn I I too must slay like <laughs> I'm not gonna write two senior theses and win awards <laughs> in both of them and have them each be 90 pages or whatever and I'm not gonna be a Rhodes Scholar but I'll get my PhD i guess so i can keep up with this bitch (laughs) like what is happening um and so (laughs) i just like i think i think the thing that like i most appreciate about like being friends with you is that all the things that i want to be excellent brilliant funny beautiful fly like you are um and so i'm just like all right this friend is like gonna help me like stay excellent you know you can't be friends with like (laughs) <laughs> because Basic then creatures. they drag you down people don't understand it's like i'm not not talking to you anymore because you're not nice it's because you you're ain't literally shit. not <laughs> you're not gonna help me get to the next level you ain't shit you ain't you're never trying to hold be me back shit.
0: you ain't been <laughs> shit in the i'm man. actually an
1: immigrant in this country and like i actually can't go backwards i can actually only be friends with people who will drag me <laughs> even when i'm crying <laughs> in the middle of grad school which was horrible across the motherfucking finish line and that's like what our friendship is and so I just I'm so glad that we were CC like roommates and um, and that clearly that we were mean as hell and wanted to talk shit <laughs>
0: and I was gonna say I thought you might say like how little of Cause you were the first person that let me help me realize like how few fucks I, did I give. I mean, you give life. no fucks,
1: and I'm always <laughs> shocked by the like dearth of fuck. I'm like, Z- okay, <laughs> I guess we don't care. <laughs> And that's cool, we should be uh, here, you're right. Kanye shrugged, <laughs> Kanye shrugged it out,
0: steal that mic from Tay-Tay and like ruin her whole night. <laughs> oh, that um, was beautiful and totally made my night. I had no idea you thought that and it's so sweet. Of course. I, I think that about you too. I'm like, i got a PhD, I better <laughs> go back to school. My oh life. no,
1: no, please don't go back to school because I got a PhD. That's the opposite lesson that people need to learn from me
0: getting a PhD.
1: Literally, I'm telling everybody, to go to business school because you only <laughs> spend two years there. Fucking, you're networking at the happy hour every day and you then you go on international presentations. Trips, okay. Three group and presentations. presentations. You don't have to, it doesn't so matter. You then degree. you're going to make six figures literally guaranteed when you leave. I'm like, damn, I fucked up by getting a PhD. I really, really fucked up, but it's okay. I'll keep my cool but I'm feeling I try to say goodbye and i try to walk away and i stumble but i try to hide it, it's clear my world problems when you are not here
0: thanks everyone for listening it's great to be back we'll see you when we see you
1: <laughs> <laughs> damn it really <We> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> how it happened
1: why it happened will right. it happen again will it happen again and each new episode is unclear whether the, another one will follow this. But...
0: high expectations
1: uh low output um, <laughs> what does it reach for the stars and you might land on the moon or yeah you know, we reach happens.
0: for the stars and we land right back on earth but we're gonna keep reaching our program today was produced and edited by martine powers and shala naimi shala's our new producer hi shala welcome to um, um, girl, thank you. Theme music for this episode was written by Taja Cheek. We love to hear from our listeners. And so
1: you can hit us up on Twitter at The Get underscore, on Instagram at We Are The Get, on Facebook, um, Facebook slash The Get Podcast, or via email at The Get Podcast at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, We Are for an archive of our episodes. I'm Ivy. And I'm Rihanna. And We Are The Get. The Get. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. So I try to hide it, it's clear My world crumbles when you are not here
0: Martine has been side-eyeing us for like a really long time <laughs> we are only at 112 Martine we did good is that not good or- oh shit